Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Australia. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp, your host from Florida Keys. How's the other side of the world treating you there, Daisy? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Well, hello to the world. Hello to our listeners in 51 countries. And hello to you, my dear friend. The world is treating me fine here at my end of the world. And it's summer here, and I know that you're freezing cold. Well, it's just the opposite of the seasons that we're living in. <laughs> yes. yes, if you can see me now, I've got a scarf, a jumper, jacket, and a hat under my headphones. <laughs> That's how cool it is without a heater in the room. But I am happy to be here and to talk to you guys today about a subject I think we all need to start talking about to make our lives better and more enriched, I think. So today I want to talk about community, Daisy. Okay, well, she just threw that at me. Well, let's talk about community then. <laughs> I think it is a very important topic, especially more today than ever before, although I believe it was always very important. The changes we nowadays see in the world globally, truly all around the globe, makes it even clearer. Regional, community, neighborship, and really building that community again. I can see it in Germany. They had a devastating flood And there are hundreds of people who lost their lives. And actually, the government didn't really do what one would maybe expect them to do, although I don't want to go to expectations. In this case, we can go back to another episode. I think we spoke about expectations, didn't we? <laughs> we certainly did, Daisy. <laughs> Nevertheless, so one would assume that in a specific country, there are specific emergency details set up. And nothing of it worked. And actually what happens now, the farmers from around the country travel there with their tractors and their heavy-duty vehicles to help out the people there in the communities where really houses were just imploding and flooded away. And the level of devastation is just incredibly, even torturous to see. I had a similar situation when in 2017, Hurricane Irma came through the Florida Keys and the level of devastation I've seen with my own eyes in real time was beyond words I could probably find to explain. And the level of community that I've experienced here was just absolutely worthwhile to endure that devastating hurricane and the aftermath. The way how we treated one another, the way how we lifted one another up, the way how we helped out, everyone helped where they could. And that is very important in days of peace and in days of turmoil when it comes from nature or elsewhere. So community is very important. And I do believe that somehow 
in our societies, especially the Western societies, we almost unlearned how healthy community can function and what are the ingredients and what can we do to rebuild that or reestablish community in the first place. And of course, when we establish something, I always suggest, and I rarely use the generalization of always, but in this case I do, generate it in healthy ways and create it in healthy ways. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned all those things, Daisy, because that's exactly where I'd like this podcast to go. But first, I want to touch on what you just said. You gave some really great examples of when communities have come together in a crisis. And I'm lucky enough to have also been brought up in a town where community came together like that. And it is amazing to see and does alleviate, I think, a huge portion of what would have been much, much harder. And today I also want to urge people out there, like you said at the end of those examples, to do this every day, not just when we're in little crises or big crises, because that is when you see it the most and you perhaps take most notice of it. But it's the everyday acts of community and neighbourship that really can change people's lives and can, I think, make a a much better environment for a better mental hygiene within those communities too, especially when there is something going on worldwide, like right now. We are in extraordinary times, so I suppose we are in a crisis. But my point was for us to be able to help people do this in their daily lives because I think it's a super important component of living your best life is having a great community, being involved in a great community and having that nurture you and you do the same with them. I very much agree with you. Well, I'd like to bring up an example that might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think it is a very good example to see how it can function. When we look at native tribes in South America, I mentioned those because I gained knowledge of some personally. So this is firsthand information. It's not, I heard it somewhere. I saw it somewhere. Someone told me, I read it here. I watched it on National Geographic's No, So this is first handed down information that in these communities there, many generations live together. No one is outcast. And the beauty of it is that no matter the age of the youngsters, they learn from the elderly, no matter their age. Which then, on the other hand, it keeps the elderly young at heart and it helps develop wise youngsters. So we have somewhat forgotten this in the Western civilization. I count myself in it because I live in a Western civilization without judging it. And when I look around, the elderly are sent away to elderly homes or retirement homes. And the youngsters then have big problems. Okay, so how do elderly at all behave? Because they don't have role models. So I think we must go back. This crisis, this global crisis has a great chance within. And I know there are people suffering around the globe. And I don't even want to mention to what degree, because it's devastating in some cases and in some areas on a big scale. But we need one another I believe a human being is not born and is not meant to be alone. Does it feel good to 
take time out and to take care of my own mental hygiene and my own self, my inner self, my inner world? Absolutely, yes. Nevertheless, community is very important, not only in crisis. It's beautiful when we have good things to share. I believe life is much richer when shared. There is this meme circling around on the internet where they say, oh, you can get $2 million, but you need to go on an island for two years, no internet, and you will be all by yourself. And when you look at the statistics, no one wants it. So that shows us also very clearly that it's not the money that people are after. It's what they can do and the freedom, the money they would give them regarding their time. So actually, when we have a deeper look, it's not the money we're after, the freedom it may give us when we handle it well. That's also, I think, very important when it comes to community. Now, I'd like to really go back to the roots, the island model. I do not need to make advertisement for this book. This book is going its own way. I wrote it. I authored it. That's all I have to do with the book. But truly, with that tiny book, because it's really not very big, you can read it in an hour and a half or maybe in two hours, so you can listen to it as an audiobook in an hour and a half. That principle, the island model, makes it so clear how we can establish healthy community. Why? Because there is no matter where you come from. There is no matter where you're going. It does not matter what pigmentation count is in your skin or your eyes, how tall you are, what's your gender, what's your sexual orientation, what's your faith, what's your religious orientation, what is your likes, what's your dislikes in life. We're humans, and when we go to the bottom of it, to the common denominator, community becomes possible again. We must stop the division and the separation. This crisis shows very clearly, no matter what caused the crisis, we will find out, not we like Kathy and I, but we as a human family, we will find out what's all behind that. Because things come to the surface, we learn more about it every day. We learn about, well, actually, immunology. We learn about virology. We learn about epidemiology and so forth. And all we need to do is to be open and go online and search, go to a library and search for evidence, and you will find plenty of it without trusting me, trusting the government. No, make your own mind up. Very important. We must learn to make our own opinion and our own minds up again. That's also basics for community. Now, another aspect of getting back to community and rebuilding community in a better way than it was ever before, if we can, if we're capable of. I truly believe in humans and I believe in the good in humans. We are so depending on the global connection. What I mean by that, you sit online, you don't even leave the house anymore to go grocery shopping. You make your shopping list, click online, this button purchase, up, and you have delivered it to your house. We are not buying anymore from the farmers next door. We don't buy the eggs from someone who has chickens. We don't go to the people who may be able to do wonderful clothing for us. No, we go online, we buy it. So everything is globalized and that is no good for community. Why? Let's say there is an internet outage for one week. Where do you go? Without internet, I believe, our listeners out there are aware of that. And if not, then here it comes. No ATM is going to function. 
No cashier at any grocery store will function. No gas pump is going to function. Maybe it will, but you will not be able to pay <laughs> with your credit card. So we need to get back and take our power back. We need to take our power back from the big tech companies. We need to take our power back from the big industries. And we need to focus more on regions and local and community. That's my hint, hint. I 100% agree. And I can speak also from a local point of view as a small business owner of 15 years. I've always been very aware and active within the small business community in Australia. And in fact, in Australia, the small businesses come in at something like 60% of our total country's economic product is fueled by small business, Mm -hmm. which are fueled by communities. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't yet seen a huge majority shift to the online world in terms of shopping for everything, which I'm glad to say, but I can see it in our future unless we remind ourselves of how important it is to support our local businesses because they provide employment. They provide pillars in your community around standards that are going to go on. And there's just so many important things, I think, about these communities that are so healthy for us all. And it's really sad to see that in some places it's slipping away The bigger the city, the less the community often as well. And there are some really big cities out there. I haven't been to see many of them at all, but when I look at the size of the city I'm living in, it's tiny compared to some of the cities in the world. And I could see how community could start to be lost if we're not mindful about it. Very easily, and especially through the division. They, I don't know who they are, I just put it out there, they. So it can be the governments, it can be the rulers, it can be the governing entities in smaller towns, bigger cities, in countries, in regions. Okay, so you have this skin pigmentation, so therefore you're that way, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You have this sexual orientation, so therefore I don't want to have anything to do with you. So it starts with the judgment, and we're losing our common grounds that we're human beings. To me, personally, I go by, you have a good heart, you're welcome in my world. You don't have a good heart, you stay away from me. Why? Because you don't qualify to come closer to my inner world, no matter where you come from and no matter where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. We said in episode one, it's all about how you behave. So if you haven't heard episode one yet, guys, please go back and listen to that. It's fundamental to the way we are presenting bald and blonde mindset evolution because we do believe those other barriers don't come into our world. When we talk about world of mindset evolution, where we're trying to help you see things in a healthier way by tweaking your thinking or at least getting you to think deeper about something, It's because we want you to see things at a different level and not let things like skin color or culture or geographical location or money someone has matter. It matters who they are as a person and how they behave towards you because their behavior 
it's the truth, isn't it? If you believe one way, you wouldn't behave a different way. It follows. Priorities never lie and behavior doesn't lie yeah. long term. Yeah. Someone can fake it for a while and pretend, but long term, that's not possible. I do believe it is very essential to come back together as a community and truly have a look. What really matters? What does really matter to us? What is it that we really want? Is it really that I want to have the nicer yard than my neighbor? Or is it just I want to have a nice yard because I like the enjoyment of it? Or I like to enjoy friends over or maybe my neighbors. And what joy it is for me to share that I know something, how my neighbor can make a better yard for themselves, how I can help them. When we go back and look at statistics, you can find them. It's not easy to find them, but you can find them. What really matters in humans' lives, it's sharing what they know. It is receiving what others know and community. Showing that we can belong, belonging itself, and that we can grow and share that we can grow. And therefore also be enjoyed by seeing other people grow. And when we realize that, then so many other superficial things that are told by the media or by the advertisement industry, by the PR gurus worldwide, well, you're just a man if you use this and that particular blade to shaving your face. That's just not it. No, look at how you behave and you will be free from so many commercial trinkets. We were taught that we'd need so many things. When we go a hundred years back, consuming as we did over the past decades was a no-go. There was no need for it. We repaired our couch when it was broken. We repaired our bicycle. It was not like, okay, let's throw it away. Let me get a new one. And I believe we are now almost in some areas of this world for sure forced to repair. So Let's go back to things we can do with our hands. Let's go back and learn how to use tools. Let's learn, okay, so if the roof has a leak, what can we do about it? Engage with the people who come and fix it. Learn how it's done. That is really what matters. If there is a bigger crisis coming, all we can rely on is community. Now, when do we build community? I'd say better ahead of time. And it's really fulfilling. And we must start within becoming less judgmental, becoming more open. Ah, okay, so I do it this way. And I did it all my life this way. And my father did it this way. And my grandfather did it this way. And their father's father did it this way. That doesn't mean that someone else may not do it another way. And it can be just as efficient. So it has to do with growing tolerance and acceptance to build healthy community. Without that, we're lost. And therefore, I think it is very important to learn how can we become more tolerant and acceptant. Hmm? Generous, not with money. No, generous with, oh, I see, so show me why you're doing it this way. Let me see. So how come you learned it this way? Spending more time together. I'm going one step further. When we look at how many industries became globalized instead of remaining local, makes us so dependent. And I'm not saying, believe me. I say, you can listen to me and what you like. Go ahead and do your own research. Don't believe me? Go and look it up. 
make your own thoughts. I want to inspire people to start thinking again because we were born with a brain and so we are brain owners. Let's become brain users. Otherwise, we are giving too much power away. Let's take our power back. And once we take our power back, let's rebuild in a much, much better way. This is not a new world order and all these kind of things that they're trying to put on us. I'm totally against that. I'm about hmm, new empowered humans that are peaceful from within and therefore carry that peace outside and then carry that into the community and therefore build it very strong. Yeah. That's my humble intention. That's exactly the kind of community I would like to live in, I have to say. You've said so many positive things about them and pointed out things that we need to be with ourselves in order for this to happen because we truly do believe that it all starts with self and a bit of uh, self-awareness and self-examination is a regular thing that no matter how learned you are still is great, what would you call it, upkeep, Daisy? <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> I think maintenance is a good way to put it because, look, we all have our thoughts come sneak in and it is, I think, on us to develop some self-discipline. Meaning, Absolutely, yeah. Where do I want to really spend my time in which type of thoughts? Hmm? And that is something I can take my power back. And very important, when we look at studies in from the 70s, so this is nothing really new, but what television does to us, go and have a look, do your research. All I want to do is to inspire you. Have a look. If not, then listen to what I have to say, what I collected. But tell a vision, tell a vision, tell lie vision. When we watch it often enough, it becomes almost reality for us. Let's have a look at television. Tell, lie, vision. When we look at it long enough, often enough, any lie will be believable. You can very much follow it, what happened over the past one year. There were pictures and short videos sent from around the world that were five years old, 10 years old. And there's proof because there's with a date in a magazine where you can see, oh, aha, uh -huh, so they used that already in 2015. I wonder what does it show now? So switch your TV off more often. Why? Because there are studies out there, what it does. It makes you afraid, therefore increases your stress levels. It makes you lonely. It makes you insecure makes you dependent, and makes you indifferent. Now, there is a very specific study where it shows clearly that within 30 seconds of watching TV, so actually in the frontal lobe, we have our attention there, how we're planning on behaving, taking initiative, our moral, abstract thinking, how we have our will developed, the sense of time and self-reflection. Now, after 30 seconds of watching TV, that's switched off. You're gone. Wow. It's dehumanizing <laughs> what we were meant to be as human beings. It's very saddening, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite shocking, actually, 30 seconds. Now, there is one doctor, she's a neurologist in Germany, and she says... I have not confirmed the study she mentioned, 
but she mentioned a study that there apparently it lasts even three hours after you switched the TV off. Wow. Now, and let's go back to community. You're not building community while you sit in front of TV. You're not building connections one-on-one when you're sitting on your couch. Is it comfortable and convenient at times? Absolutely, yes. Go out there, meet people, talk to them. Actually, one could think something really mean. I'm not saying this is the case. It's just an inspirational thought spark maybe for you. What happened over the past year and a half? We were divided. Don't talk to anyone. Believe that everyone could be danger. Community was just cut off. And there are so many states, even here in the US, where they did not have any measures and people survived just fine. Do your research. And then as a community, do your research. Rethink what's good for you. What fits you there in that region where you live. Of course, when you're in Alaska, you have different geographics and you also have different weather than here in South Florida or in Brisbane or in New Zealand. But connect again. Connect. Start talking with people. Exchange. Listen and be listened to. And notice how joyful that is. Yeah, and I want to say as a a final word on this subject to something or half of something you posted to me, which was that it is our job to wake up the other lions. And we know that the listeners we have in these 51 countries throughout the world are the lions. That's why you're the early adopters of the Bald and Blonde podcast. So we're talking to you and urging you guys to please stand up and start making this difference and visualize the type of community you really want to live in, that you really want in your neighborhood, that you want for your children and your grandchildren and your parents and your loved ones and start being that person and showing others how it's done. Let's do that from the ground up. I certainly try and do that myself in my community here in Brisbane. I get involved in business networking and local social groups that give me the opportunity to support other people. Let's all start at the ground roots. And that's from my heart to yours out there. And I'm sure that Daisy has the same sentiments. Yes, and start within and start believing again what feels right for you, not what is told through a flat screen. Hmm? Switch it off more often, go out and interact with humans because we need one another. And yes, also sometimes we want to take in the reflection we receive from others, something they may point out. We must end the loneliness. We must end this. And we can never again allow that in any society it will be allowed that elderly die by themselves. Never, ever again. That's my personal take on it. And I want to be part of a community where this is built. And I'm actively taking part in that. And I do it every single day, wherever I go. I spread what I can. And a tiny little part and piece Maybe just a smile, maybe picking something up for someone, being gentle, being generous, being friendly, being open, being helpful, being receptive. Listen to when someone has something to say or on their heart. We're humans. We're all humans. 
no matter where you come from, no matter where you go. And I visualize for all of us communities where there is peace, we can have great discussions, we can have disagreements, and we can find agreements with respect and tolerance and acceptance. That's my vision. That's a wonderful vision, and I think the perfect thing to end this episode on. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you to our listeners out there. We hope that you take this episode on board in the spirit with which it has been intended to spread love throughout the world and help everybody get through this time of need. So that's it from us today. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior. With me is Daisy Papp. Together we are bald and blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.